0: Hi, we're Relish, and you're listening to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome to episode 21 of the Dan Kill Wellness Project podcast. This is Dan here and I am absolutely over the moon to be releasing this episode of the podcast because it is with two brothers Carl and Ken Papenfuss from Downpatrick who make up Relish, a band who defined my late teens and all through my 20s and up to my age now which is 35 They have three studio albums to date, Wildflowers, Karma Calling and Connected. They've written for and performed with Sinead O'Connor extensively over the past few years. And basically all of their music to date has wellness flowing through it. And I'm so delighted that they gave me an hour of their time before their recent gig in Carlow, which is part of their current Irish tour. In the podcast, we talked growing up in a house obsessed with music, having the brotherly connection that forms the basis of their creative powers, and how they have grown and matured in the music industry together, while keeping their feet firmly on the ground. Their latest single, released on Zephyr Sounds, is called Got It Made, and you'll get to hear this at the end of the podcast. It is an absolute banger. So I just want you to sit back, relax, and listen to the discussion that me, Ken, and Carl had about how wellness is so important to anybody engaged in any sort of creativity and in their life in the music business. Thanks, guys. Enjoy.
2: Well, I've chased the mustard tea, And I've walked with a man And I've read the But I've always Known what I am And I can sing you songs About the mystical man But I set my soul on fire. Only you could take me high. It was you that set me free. What was love before I know? It's like a wind that didn't blow. Cause you are all I
1: Hey guys, welcome to episode twenty-one of the Dan Kiel Wellness Project podcast. I actually can't believe I'm sitting in a hotel room in Carlo at the Seven Oaks Hotel. I want to give a shout out to the staff in the hotel, who've been so amazing setting this up with the band who got me through my twenties, my late teens. Kenny and Carl from Relish. Hey guys. Hey. Hey Dan, how's Good it going? To be here, Dan. Thanks, Thanks very much. It's great for to be here. Cheers. Thank Cheers. You, so the lads have just uh, completed their sound check for their gig in Carlo tonight, and they've been so really. Really, really nice giving me their time, and I before we came on air, we were just discussing what the hell this is all about. <laughs> yeah. And as other musicians and <clears throat> I suppose creative folk have asked me when I've asked them on, um, they had never been asked to do something like this before. Um, so, did I give you a kind of indication about what a wellness podcast is?
3: You did a very good one, um, it was great to hear how you got to this place. Mm. I thought it was really cool. Uh, I believe you, we leave that to you to tell them. Rather than <laughs> yeah. off, it's all good. Oh, they're sick of me telling them. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose it's a little unnerving in that, you know, we are out of character, so to speak, mm-hmm. because you're not going to ask us the typical questions. Yeah. And so for that, there's a little challenge in there, we're off for that. Yeah. We? yeah. Well, one, one yeah. thing I
1: didn't say actually to you before we started, and no, don't worry, I'm not going to hang you <laughs> here. <Perfect>. There <laughs> one goes. thing I didn't say <laughs> is that the whole reason for setting up a wellness podcast is to talk to people from different backgrounds different creative energies. Mm. Um, the idea of wellness is so personal and so individual and it's something that I see both in my job and in the, the area of study I'm doing and in my own life. You know, Everybody has that one way of doing things or have, have tried different things that makes them feel better. Yeah. Uh, in my case it's definitely been listening to music over the years, playing a bit of music myself, doing Small bit of writing, a lot of acting I've done, and through going into the area of social care, whilst it's quite a difficult job to do on occasions, it's something that I feel so privileged to do. So, you know, it's the individuality of everybody's wellness that brought me to the idea of the podcast. So, again, thank you for for coming on. My I suppose we'll we yes. start with um, yes. yeah, we'll start with the most important question that I ask everybody. Oh, there. It's an so easy, it's an easy one. one. No, it's grand. <laughs> What does wellness mean to you? And you don't have to have a joint answer here. You're obviously two bros. You're gonna have two different answers and I wanna hear from both of you.
3: To be honest, wellness to me now at this stage in my life, whatever that means, uh, is the ability to adapt to change and and to see things with a new vision Mm -hmm. as often and as consistently as possible. That's wellness for me, to adapt. rather than fixing myself into a place and hoping the world answers me Mm. Um, because at certain stages of my life I thought if I had to, if I was able to fix everything around me, I was protected, I was secure and that certainly wasn't the case. Because change is always going to come. Well change is always coming And, and, and the idea of a continuum, the reality of continuum in other words, we come, we go. Others come and go, and somewhere along that line, we meet each other, and you know all yeah. that. The wider picture has become more of an issue to me. Um, I'm so, probably less selfish in my in my thinking, mm-hmm. um, and less insular in my thinking. And the unfortunate thing about being in the music business is, you're told certain truths, and they may not be the truth. They may be the truth, and you you might make them the truth, mm-hmm. and and then what happens then? You get caught in this alternative realities, I suppose, mm. and for different people, that reality could be vast, it might be small, but on, on a certain level, no matter what position you're in, you become more insular and you think you understand the world with a certain perspective and the world has to meet that perspective to make, to make you feel like you're anyway way successful, and I don't, I don't mean successful in that someone's going to give you praise, I mean successful in that you feel that you've achieved a certain place mm. and it's working, and and. You know it's been great this last few years dipping in and out of different projects again yeah. um coming in and out of relish and that reality and yeah. realizing that there is no fixed place mm. this is something that people yeah. haven't actually spoken about
1: i'm really interested in right the idea of a fixed reality and something that you can become insulated into yeah. and completely forget about all the other possibilities around you yeah. and it sounds to me like you've developed a well a, a way of Dipping into different areas, like different projects, whilst realising that change is firstly inevitable but yeah. manageable.
3: Manageable, yes, exactly. Yeah. Why didn't I say that? Again? <laughs> well, I thought you spoke <laughs> eloquently, actually, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's interesting. You know, every time I do one of these podcasts, and as I said, this is episode twenty-one. It, it's something different every time. Yeah, like a, a few themes have come up before you answer. Wow, <laughs> you're you're well, well, please. <laughs> Uh, one is management of change, yeah. but nobody's ever said it in the way you said it. Right. So that further helps me to realise the individuality of yeah. people's life experience and their
3: wellness. You know, I, I suppose just say to Jack that just a thought came to mind is there's two words: construction, deconstruction, mm. and, and to not fear either. Mm. And that that for me is a new reality. And and you know it can be small things like change of food, mm. uh, change of uh, routine. And it can be big things, like, like deciding where to be yeah. at a certain time and how long to stay there yeah. and, and whether or not I care about the time or whether or not the time is absolutely vital. Yeah, Those things, changing those things, which are big to me, uh, you know, that's a challenge. And, and stretching the comfort zone, mm. you know, the comfort zone can be, I, people think jumping out of a plane is stretching a comfort zone. Well, it, it may not be if you're an absolute expert at it. <laughs> right. Well, it is so. So, so to do things that I'm not particularly good at, <coughs> or to be in company that I think I won't fit into, mm. uh, and just go on with the flow and see what happens. That, that's that's the new me at the minute for for this moment, in time anyway.
1: So it seems that I've, I've uh, caught you at a good time to do a wellness podcast. Would you agree? Well, I'll know later on
3: tonight when I'm sleeping in bed, when I'm when i am retrospectively over everything and thinking <laughs> that was a good thing, or maybe that wasn't a good thing. <laughs> Self-analysis is just... always is always the biggest bane, you know? Yeah, really, and it's the biggest really sleep
1: uh, killer. Yeah, definitely. As soon as uh, the light goes off and the head hits the pillow, a lot of people do <laughs> have that thing off. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't particularly because I've always been a great sleeper and I'm I just like to say for the record I'm extremely grateful for that. The people who are close to me have that, that why moment that lasts for 40 minutes or so before they their body just has to sleep and it's why about everything, Yeah, you know, a distorted version of probably what happened. But that's why I think we do have a responsibility to see things, you know, it not, I, don't, I don't want to push the whole positive. See things positively. That's I think that's all bullshit because yeah. you're telling people what to do. But I think <laughs> people need to realize what I'm realizing a lot of the time now is that I have complete control over how I view things, mm-hmm. how I react to things. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning that through my course, you know, and bolstered by listening to your music all the time as well, you know. Thank you very Ever much. Ever since well, Wildflowers, you. Wildflowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Wildflowers. We're gonna come to the music in a while. Yeah. But same question: What does wellness mean to you today? <laughs> I mean, uh, a lot of what Ken said
0: is, mm. is uh, you know we uh, we share we share our, our working days, and our working days. Uh, I mean, although we do a lot of work, <laughs> uh, <laughs> consists of a lot of conversation, mm. and um, we we kind of hit this uh, this subject on a regular basis and mm. um, pro- pro- probably, probably more for the fact that um, our working environments keep changing and we do have to keep adapting and um, in, in one way we're taking care of each other mm. and then, uh, you know, in, 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 the conversation and then we're going back to our own, um, to our own heads oh, again. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, we're work, working, working through, I mean, we were very, Active and conscious in working through um, the challenges mm. that that are presented with us, and as Ken says, the the, the adapting the change, and also uh, welcoming the challenges. So and actually taking up the challenges. Um, we've we found out more in the last maybe five or six years that we've actually been going right out of our comfort zone and tackling challenges that, right. that, that feel um, initially feel daunting and uh, there's a, there, like, there's a new switch in our heads that's saying okay. um, uh, it's possible yeah you can yeah just do it just trust mm-hmm. just believe yeah. just have some faith you have it in you to do this you know all, all of that's that. Beautiful. Um,
1: so I think uh, so. Sorry, you said the last six years you've been doing that. Would you say that it had been a different approach to it previous to that? That you mightn't have. Like, it was that something that you consciously developed as a brotherhood together. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In order to survive in the in- industry that we're in, in order to be more well, to be happier. Yeah. yeah. I just think that's wonderful that you, in your daily, you know, uh, oh, yeah, dialogue, yeah. developed
3: it together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a matter of must really. I mean, we're, we were in yeah. a position we had, we had yeah. no choice, and we run out of choices, and actually, we'd run out of guidebooks and philosophy, yeah. And we had to look inward. I know, I know how new age and hippie that sounds like, but really, looking in- inward for us is just uh, quiet contemplation, yeah. And it's phenomenal how frightening that is, uh, just to be with yourself and just to think, and then we find space to sit and think together. I just and think some, that's wonderful. Sometimes we'll chant, sometimes we'll say nothing, and sometimes we'll just talk about stuff we read. We tend not to read the same stuff, we tend right. not to listen to the same stuff. Mm. So it's nice to, that we have different approaches yeah. to the same challenges. Yeah, right.
1: yeah. I think, you know, and it's a theme that's come up as well, is how do we view fear? Yeah. And you actually said something that I was going to bring up later on, which was <clears throat> having the power to... You know in that moment where there's a big decision imminent, or an opportunity, it's how you view it in yeah. that moment. If you can make your brain click into excitement mode, into if I follow through with this decision, either way I'm going to be okay first of all, yeah. but more than likely I'm just going to be flying it, happy, yeah. so glad that I did it, even if it fails. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when we're talking about how we view fear, we can also look at how we view failure. Yeah. Because it's so subjective. Yeah. Like, like I could tell you that thing you did was a failure. Yeah. But that doesn't, like, who gives a shit about what I think? Yeah. It's yeah. what you think, and looking inwards and yeah. the how actually
3: yeah. solemn and alone that can feel, but it's so empowering. Yeah, that's right. You know? That's right. So it's a beautiful right. thing. Fear, fear, fear is an interesting thing because you, you think. Depending on how limited your life, lifestyle is, you think you recognize fear and all its faces, yeah. and, then, and then and then somewhere along the line a new face appears and it's a new fear, and mm. and then you're stuck. Yeah. So the idea is to not ignore fear, but to use it in some way so that you accept whatever way it comes, and it's okay to be frightened. I mean, for a long time, our modus operandi was get in there and do it, uh, and 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 you know somehow block off the fear and. Be happy and just smile, you know. Yeah. And that is not the answer. The answer for us is, be frightened, somehow enjoy it. Yeah. Don't enjoy it, whatever. Just do it anyway. Just don't let it cripple you. Exactly. Exactly. Keep moving forward. Yeah. Susan
1: Jeffers has this amazing book, and it's the most American book of all time. I don't mind saying. No offense. Fear, offence, the fear and do it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. But yeah. it's 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 totally <laughs> correct. It's totally well, from my point of view, it's totally correct. Well, it's working for you, obviously. You know, yeah. if that was the first thing you spoke about when I asked you what those wellness mean to you, then, <laughs> you know, I mean, that means something big for you, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk music. Yeah. Because, uh, well, I gave the context to you about how we are all sitting here, and <laughs> what your music means to me and that creative process. And what I spoke to Danny from the Coronas about was, I suppose, the process of creation mm-hmm. and the impact of that mm-hmm. on his happiness and his wellness. And he described, uh, like we're, you can't go anywhere without your mobile phone now, so he talked about writing something into his notes on his phone, but he always goes back and actually physically writes things down on paper because there's a lot of research has gone into the viscerality of actually writing things down on paper, that it, it makes mental connections, changes your brain matter, yeah. where typing doesn't. Right. That's you know, so that's things. that's kind of where we went with that conversation. But what I want to ask you guys is, you found music at a very young age, didn't you?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of found us. You know, we, we <laughs> it, it was just there, and we were part of that experience from you know, and it's been part of us. So it's really, uh, it's it's a deep connection. Yeah. Whereby we we are music. Music is us, and, and that that sounds uh, that sounds really goofy when I say it, but oh, but. Uh, I just, I just, uh, that continuum we're talking about, yes, we, we realize that what we do is just a continuum, so we just play and listen to music, yeah, try not to be judgmental mm-hmm. and just enjoy it and realize that everyone has their own path and it may not cross ours, but that doesn't matter, it's all good, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so what is it? Has it been as long as you guys can remember you were
3: playing yeah. drums, playing guitar, well, even just music in the house? I mean, our, or just our, having our, music our around. parents were musicians, mm. uh. Vast record collection. The only entertainment, you know, we had, my parents had when yeah. they arrived in Northern Ireland, was this record collection. They didn't even have a TV for years. <laughs> that is amazing. Right. And, and, Come all the way
1: from South Africa, and then it's like, well Yeah. Just bring it over here. It's like this massive, yeah. yeah, yeah, record collection. Uh, if that doesn't that show it. you the
3: impact of it. music, nothing will. Yeah. Well, that that was actually the prized possession. Was wow. this vast record collection? I mean that was it <laughs> and it took pride of place in a particular room and it was sacred and and you know it was wait until mum and dad were out before we could read the uh, record collection and discover <laughs> new things i mean it's the most it was it was better than any sweet song that's for sure well, it, it's
1: funny yeah. you should say that because i was trying it was just me and my sister growing up and i was thinking oh wait till i'm like and well, i'll read the crisp
4: press <laughs> 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 no, i'm sure you guys did that as well oh yeah but i just oh, love yeah. the idea
1: of yeah. You're kind of watching them. Oh, she's going to shop. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> and all you're thinking is Ray Charles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all I'm thinking is
3: Skips. <laughs> well, we we were, we were thinking, you know, particularly the albums that Dad didn't want us playing. Oh, Baby yeah. So, we just had to get to. And then it Give was, us an example. Well, uh, the, the Beatles albums, he was really wow. precious yeah. about, you know, particularly Sergeant Pepper. So that was, that was never off when we had the chance. And it was like this... We, we, we just imagined in some way that there was some massive undiscovered secret, maybe an adult secret that was going to be revealed through the music that we were going to find out. And
2: wow. there wasn't other
3: than a totally amazing sonic experience. <laughs> um, in, in mono, might I add, because uh, yeah. my dad didn't get two speakers for years, so everything was in mono. Wow, so that's everything, right. everything we had heard when it was suddenly stereo was a whole new experience. Do you remember that? Mm.
1: It must
3: have blown, blown, your mind. Absolutely, absolutely mind blown, Yeah, but, I, I, but, the whole, <laughs> but the whole, the whole thing of getting the record out, right, making sure that there was no way you were messing any of the records. Right. Oh, okay. Delicately taken out, setting it on settee, taking the record out, that whole scientific process, and then please We weren't allowed on. to put
0: a fingerprint on, on the right, record. Right,
3: so this yeah. is how serious it was. Yeah. This is serious. And when you, uh,
0: you know, dad, dad would recognize if we'd been ruffling in the collection, you know? What's this? This one's poking out a little bit. So yeah. it was it yeah. was real uh, yeah. secret stuff, you know? So yeah. they're out, okay, here comes out Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. And, uh, and did you have a
3: spotter at the window? No, yeah. no, 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 because When mom and dad went out, they went out. Yeah, they were. They were oh, yeah, I mean they were. They were back late. I mean they could leave at two o'clock in the afternoon. You wouldn't see them till one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know,
0: that's brilliant. But yeah, even even fantastic. watching the you know, well all, all of all of the unpacking stuff and then I used to just watch the vinyl turning around, turning round, spinning around, spinning around, and you'd, you'd see all these different record labels, and you'd be you'd be just you'd sort of fall into a, a dream or a fantasy, you know about this label what part of phone means you know the old yeah, yeah. All, all the old logos you know uh, part of phone rack yeah yeah Um, there's just a whole load of obscure labels and, and like m- m- mom and dad a lot of had a lot of uh, obscure world music and jazz music and okay. stuff but um, we, 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 just falling in love yeah. with the artwork as well yeah. Yeah. just you know we spent Ours, l- yeah. just studying the sorts of Pepper and cover. It, was
1: it a case of, that it was so precious to your dad? Yeah, that made you guys feel so privileged yeah. to have that experience. Because yeah. my experience of records when I was a kid was. Throwing them under a door yeah, yeah. so I could chop my uh, little sister's ankles. Do you know what I mean? So I really, I'm really interested. And Maria will be listening to this. I'm really sorry about that, actually, Maria. It's terrible. She used to do it to me as well. Like, she was never quick enough to get me. You know. I'm sorry to your dad as well for the uh, blasphemy that I just said. But I think that it's just such a wonderful thing to be passed down from your folks. Because obviously, your mom yeah. loves music as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. She was a professional. Yeah. yeah, she was a real thing. And, and you know, they had, they had, whilst they appreciated the same music, they had different tastes. Yeah. And uh, I suppose one thing we learned from mom's taste, you know, she loved really old jazz stuff and really deep jazz stuff. Mm. And then she loved some goofy pop music as well. But it was always a case of, you know, mum, that's just old. And mum would, would constantly say, there's no such thing as an old song. It's either a good song or a bad song. And this didn't mean anything till mm. way later on. Yeah. Way later on. As and, is often the case, Mother was right. Yeah, Mum was right. Absolutely <laughs> right. And
1: Mum had a sort so of well.
3: disregard for the records. Her thing was, I'm a creator. The records serve me. The industry serves me. Mm. Dad, percussionist in the background. No, he loved the industry. He loved the whole creative. Ah, that's interesting. So, so they came from two different... And and the only sort of re- memorable arguments Mum and Dad had were that... Mum was ruining the inner sleeve by popping the record in a bit too hard. <laughs> that was it. That's I mean, right, I mean, yeah. She, she ended up She ended up working her way to the outer casing and ripping yeah. that. So Dad's always tell the yeah. records that Mum was playing yeah. from the little rips. So there was, this was the focal point of your house? This was, absolutely. That's amazing. And TV was secondary, always secondary, because yeah. all the entertainment, Mum and Dad liked to party, they had lots of friends a along, mm. it was all around music. When mum's in the house cleaning, was around music yeah mom was lonely she was playing the music yeah, but what else like, is there exactly in my opinion exactly exactly
4: like we're so, talking about wellness we're on a wellness
3: podcast
1: yeah, yeah. it's mad yeah. Yeah.
4: but
3: they're
1: inseparable yeah in my view
3: yeah I agree
1: I was uh, a friend of mine <laughs> a friend of mine recently said to me uh, I, I said to her so what type of music does your mom like and she said she doesn't like music I was like right. I'm sorry come again yeah. what, what do you mean yeah she just <laughs> like music, yeah. Oh, yeah. what a loss that must be, yeah you know? yeah Massive. but what yeah. i've i've um every single episode, energy, I'm very conscious of energy during interviews, and I always t- make note of it. it often starts off kind of, the hell is this bloke? what does he want to know about us. <laughs> and that's absolutely normal because we've never met before and actually my friends still experience that with me sometimes we won't go into that but um it was really interesting for me to i could actually feel the happy energy of you guys talking about that record collection do you know what i'm saying yeah i could really feel it you know i could feel you guys relaxing a bit more and then you know having a bit of back and forth about thinking about what it was that got you guys on the path that you've Mm -hmm. that you're still ploughing ahead with. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. And it just goes to show you how important our childhood experiences are, either for the better or the worse. I'm very blessed and grateful that I had the childhood I had. And I'm sure you guys are absolutely blessed and grateful for that experience with your dad's records. So... It happens with Fred Cook in his interview as well. We started talking about Christmas movies, you know, and the impact of Santa Claus the movie and Home Alone. His energy changed as well. Wow. It was really a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. But it just, again, all comes back to that, that seminal experience that we have in the home. and yeah, It true. sets us up for that's right. one path or the other. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. And then when we're old enough, our autonomy kicks in and we make decisions and we deal with fear. God, the F word, mm-hmm. and we deal with. I think you mentioned earlier about comfort zones, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So I, I believe the magic happens out of the comfort zone. Yeah, that's right. So, what I'm trying to do at the moment is I consciously make decisions yeah. that will make me uncomfortable. Like driving to Carlo and the business around,
4: <laughs> very good. In the roads. worrying that I'm,
1: gonna, you know what I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and hoping I'm going to be on time for yeah. these wonderful people who've given yeah. me giving me their time. You know, <laughs> so that conversation we just had about your other is, just, is so amazing. You know, because your parents came from South Africa. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah I read this on your website. I hope it's okay to talk about. It yeah, actually. absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. what age were you guys when you arrived in Ireland?
0: Uh, well, I wasn't born. Ah, okay. uh, Ken, Ken was two, I think, mm-hmm.
1: two or right. three. Yeah. So. yeah so. and South Africa is my favorite country in the world. Actually, right. Really? I'm not just saying this. Wow. This is public record here, so I can't lie. I'm oh, talking amazing. to people about it all the time. Yes, yes. We're going to get married in in Nizna on the coast. Oh. i there remember? a couple of years sure. ago. Oh yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I, I went
0: to my honeymoon there um, oh, okay. three three years ago, and um, we went up the Garden Route. Yes, which I'm sure you've done to yeah, get to Nice. You of probably times, have. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a cousin. well, we have a cousin in Nice? Um, but it's funny. It's Nice, uh, um, because when we arrived there, we got married in January, mm. which was a, a bit of a risk in Ireland, you know. But <laughs> it's amazing. I, I opened the I opened the curtains in the morning. I was staying at Can's house, and uh, it was red sky. <laughs> No way! Yeah, Wow, oh, look at this! It's the fourth of January and third of January, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, this is this this, this is going to be warm. Wow! And it was about fifteen degrees. on the Third of January, yeah. You up north. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. three years yeah. ago. I believe you. It's a completely dry day. <laughs> just, wow. just just amazing. Anyway, the opposite of what you expected. Absolutely. But we knew, of course, the honeymoon was was going to be was going to be hot. Yes. Um, I, I mean, South Africa never gets really, really hot, yeah, but it's always, it's always nice, and so we were in Cape Town for a few days, and then we drove up the garden route, and we were in, uh, was, uh, I think Neisner was before Plettenberg Bay, actually.
1: Yeah. I think remember? It yeah.
0: I think it and when we arrived in Neisner, um so we arrived at night, went out for something to eat, woke up in the morning and said, like, okay, so we're here, what are we going to do? And we went down to uh, uh, sort of there's like a harbor area, mm. you know. You, you probably remember this. There, oh, yeah. There's there's a there's like a big uh, like a boardwalk type thing. Yeah, right. that's yeah. right. Mm-mm. And my wife Bruna was like, "I'm freezing." <laughs> I thought you said South Africa was warm. <laughs> it is. Think like it's summer, we're the peak of summer, you know. It's lucky I brought a cardigan with me, you know. So we, we go back we go back to the B and B to get to get the cardigan. She's still pretty cold, you know. It's like I brought a scarf, you know, just just a little sort of thin, kinda of lacy type of scarf. Yeah. And uh, I, I can still visualize the pictures I took in Nisna and she's it, it looks like Ireland. It's That's like, unbelievable. The sky is grey and it's it's chilly, the wind's yeah. blowing. And when when I got back home I said to Dad, Dad, what what's the crack with Nisna? Yeah. And he said, You know, Carl, it's like this little area that is just he says it, it's always been a bit cold. Well, so it's always it been like a bit a chilly.
1: climate or something. Yeah. What
0: so what are the odds? So that you want to yeah. get back to Neisner. Are you are going to get married in Iceland? Is, yeah. is that right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because yeah, we spent an amazing time up there, in the it's called the tre- um, Phantom Forest Treetop. Yeah, we went up. Uh, uh, we went up. Stop. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. But but talk, talk about wellness. I mean, <laughs> stop it! Like, so.
0: But I'm thinking it was the climate that brought you there. I'm thinking when you arrived, you went, "This place just like home." Do you know, it's funny you say
1: that because it was the worst sunburn I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually broke into the mini bar just so we could rub. <laughs> the, can, the cold hands on our shins oh my goodness Yeah, so I had quite the opposite experience wow. but that's good to know so wow. Tara we're not getting married in Iceland we? <laughs> no. I can't stand the just, cold just in, bring a scarf just in case I will but there's something so I, I've been to South Africa about four or five times and I just cannot get over the culture there yeah. and I know it's got a lot of bad press for years and years and years you know, about everything that's gone on apartheid. I don't need to go into this, our listeners will all be familiar with it. But there's something viscerally there's something visceral that I connected with there. And I don't know what it is. Can you tell me what it was? I don't know. Is it the it's something about the people there. Mm. There's a depth, a there beauty, is. there's a just creativity wherever you go. There's yeah. mountains, beaches, rivers. You know, I don't know what it is about it but yeah, it's, I mean, some, the, it's a the, place the, that draws me to it
0: yeah yeah the, the environment is incredible that that's for sure and the, the, you know the uh the garden route the environments kept changing you're up high right. mountains it's like lord of the rings and <laughs> then you're traveling through kind of farmland it's like you're in the midwest yeah you know within a couple of hours of each other mm-hmm. uh and then there's a place called wilderness i don't know if you remember yes, that yes i do just it's so green yeah, oh my god. And then there's this beach. Yeah, these are, the environment keeps changing, <laughs> and so you're, you're sort of trying to keep up the speed with it. Yeah, something about the people for sure. Um, they they are. It's what what's what, what's that ad? You know, it, it 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 does what it says on the tin. Yeah, the people are what they are straight up. Yeah, you know, we've been to America a few times. Yeah, and and I'm not sure. Sometimes I think people are being straight up and really down the line, and, uh, and then and then I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not to say that they aren't <coughs> being straight, or or that they yeah, or that they are. But you're never. I just unsure, have to work it out. That, yeah. that's correct. You never. There's kind of
1: a comfort in that, isn't there? There is.
0: There is. People are. I mean, I, I we, we, we know it from our relatives. Yeah. That will just. In fact, it can it can almost be uh, a bit too honest, you know. You know,
1: does my bum look bumps. big in this?
0: Of course, your bum looks big in that. You you have a big bum. You know, they're that. Whoa, hang on a sec. Something
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> called panache. Not, yeah,
0: yeah, really yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being totally fair on them because they, uh, they, they, they do have class and style. Oh, as of, well. course. Um, of course, of course. But, uh, yeah, you totally know where, where you are in that place. There's, uh, yeah. As you say, there's, there's a comfort in that. Yeah, it's wonderful. I,
3: I think what's fascinating about South Africans in general is there's, there's a truth that you get and there's the stuff that's unsaid. And so okay. there's, there's always, because the cultures are so different, there's a, place, there's a sort of place where everybody meets on a level. Yeah. They have to function that way. Yeah. But then when you go into each area or in, into each place, and you, yeah. you realise there's different layers. There's yes. other places to go. I yeah. think that's the most fascinating thing, and there's, there's still the old culture, certainly in the African people. There's still the mysticism there, the you know the magic yeah. if you like, yeah. There's still that. And, and then you have the the people that come from places like Indonesia, India, the assimilation of those cultures, the retention of those original cultures yeah. that still survive. So it's a fascinating place, yeah. and it, it is. As there, I use Oprah's quote, but it is very much a syllable rather than melodic pop. But there's somewhere you say a, it's a salad bowl as opposed to a melting pot? Yeah, I yeah, love yes. that. I've yeah. never heard that. Yeah. Well, that's Oprah's note, man. <laughs> it's yours but, now. Uh, yeah, but uh, the, the, the beauty of that is there is somewhere there is somewhere in that culture where everything does does come together. Yes. And it may only be for short periods of time. And actually, I think in celebration of South Africa, there's certainly a side that South Africans right across the board where they don't care. And that's special as well yeah you think they care about yeah. it you go there and you're fascinated by but they don't really care about what you're fascinated about yeah and I think that's brilliant yeah exactly brilliant.
1: it is what yeah. it is yeah yeah but it is interesting to me how like it's such a popular place mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. given that it has a, had such a difficult history mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that says a lot about the character of the people that are there yeah I yeah, think right. yeah yeah, right. so. yeah South Africa Yeah. <laughs> So I, I have no idea how we got onto that. I'm still working on my uh, interviewing style. I asked you a question about 12 or 15 minutes ago, I think, about the creative process in yeah. writing. So it actually does lead back into that because we've talked about your heritage. Obviously, you weren't born there, but it's still your heritage. And there is something particularly, well, definitely in Karma Calling and in Wildfires, there's so much fucking soul in those records. And as I've mentioned a couple of times already, got me through loads of really difficult times because it's not just the lyrics, it's everything, it's the percussion, it's you know, it's the melodies. Like, what was the process of writing those albums like for you guys on, on a personal wellness level? Did you find it very stressful? Was it, were you only happy about it when you were uh, both of your records, from the percussion to the yeah. lyrics, the melody? Yeah. Um, we've just been discussing your heritage and I'm interested how you feel that your heritage did impact those two records because to come out of Northern Ireland mm-hmm. with those records for me was a revelation as a fan because well we ha- we hadn't heard anything like that, particularly the vocals as well so how, how did all that come together in writing those albums for you?
3: I think just the, the, an inbuilt advantage we had was that I our parents brought us up to not see ourselves as South Africans or black or any identity whatsoever and us assimilating and getting on was critically important. Right. So we're always encouraged to just do just doing it on. And, and so people have referred to the fact that we, we made this music from Northern Ireland, that that's in some way we had this stamp or this thing around us that, that was an identity that we actually didn't feel. And that's not to deny our identity as, as people from Northern Ireland, because okay. that sort of developed later on. But certainly at the time of writing, our judgment on writing is that the song isn't done until we feel a certain way about the song. Mm. So that allows us to return forever to that song. And that's what we got when we were kids. We tuned into that. We, we, we were going through albums like nobody's business based on how we felt about it. Not just the sonic effect, but the emotional effect. And so we tapped into this place really early. And that's our judgment for our songwriting. So you could argue that those two albums were being written 10 years previously
1: in your minds?
3: Possibly. Because you
1: were were going through as you said, going through albums like nobody's business. And I absolutely love that idea of a song isn't finished until you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely. mm -hmm. I mean, even
3: today, even today, you know, it's exactly, we we do it for a bit of production. Yeah. And you know, sometimes everything's there. That you, that you need to have, you know, all the ingredients are there for the for the, for the dish, but it's not it's not mm-hmm. happening. And then and then you turn something up, you turn something down, you color something else, you add something, and all of a sudden, we look at each other and go, there it is. It's <laughs> inexplicable, but it's just that feeling. And you go, it's done. It and you wasn't guys done know we, yeah,
1: you guys know each other so well that uh, so you don't even have to say there it is. You probably just look at each other. Absolutely, we
0: yeah. we you know we're we're we were recording. Uh, we, we produced the track for Sinead O'Connor, you yes. know, we, were, we were playing with Sinead for a while. It was just the two of us uh, in Sinead's house yeah. and we had done the, uh, the, the backing and track and uh, we've had this experience, not just with Sinead but with lots of other singers that we've recorded and you know we're going through takes, take after take after take Yes. and um, you know uh, first take, uh, so, sometimes it happens in the first take, not usually but maybe 3rd or 4th or 5th in, and then things are starting to, you know, that person's starting to just feel their place in the track. And then it could be, could be a thing where perhaps the second verse, we're needing, needing some more input, so we're, we're just going to concentrate on the second verse. So it's line by line by line. Okay, we'll try that one again, we'll, we'll try that one again. And when, when the artist we're working with gets the line, I mean, we absolutely—it's just like there's a laser connection between us that that goes off, Like we just yeah. completely know. Yeah. that's it. Absolutely, that—that's it. And,
1: and it's a feeling that you have. It's yeah. a
0: feeling. In fact, you know, music—if we have a drug, it's music <laughs> because we get this, we get this very particular feeling.
4: Yeah.
0: And in fact, if we don't get the feeling, we just don't like the music. Mm-hmm. It's not even a. It's
3: it's. Not even a style thing, or. Yeah. It's not an equation for yeah, us. Exactly. It can unquantifiable nearly. It is. Yeah. It is. Because
0: yeah.
1: my next question was gonna be can you describe it? But I don't think you can. Because you've you've described it pretty well there, but it's
3: it's it's, it's like the falling in love feeling, is something just connects and you just it's like such a rush. Yeah. And and And, and you do that for a living. Do you for lucky feckers? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, it's 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 not easy as well when you're not finding the feeling. Right. Uh, and yeah, you're
1: chasing it a lot.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think um, when we were doing wildflowers, you see, we had we had come through uh, a period where the band were relished sounding very very different.
4: Right.
0: And uh, maybe we'll release some of that early stuff some sometime. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I remember one time we did an interview with um, what's his name from uh, something happens the same. Tom Dunn. Tom Dunn. Yeah. And I described the band that, that we were to the point where he just said,
1: I, I, I don't believe it. <laughs> straight up.
4: N'est pas possible. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tom
1: Don, if you're listening, I know you're not French. So I just think That's
2: bit weird. That's great.
0: We, were, we were doing French lessons on the way down in the van. It's <laughs> possible, possible. came pas straight up. <laughs> <can see. laughs>
1: and I was in France at the Euros, so it's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he just didn't believe you.
0: Yeah, yeah. But we... Um, at, at at the time when we started to write wildflowers, and we had no, you know, at the time when we were starting it, we had no record deal. Mm. We had we had no nothing. We had a room where we have been rehearsing in all of our lives. And
1: Are you talk about fifty um, fifty. No, the, no, we're doing the kind of half covers, half originals. Oh no, that that's. Or this is actually the start of relish, where you just sounded completely different. So yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: it was kind of after fifty fifty. Was that oh, that, that period in between really? Yeah. So it started off as something and grew into something completely different.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, we, we, there, there's a 2FM there's a session from 96, you know, and we were, it's a completely different band. It's the three of us, you know, yeah. with Darren Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Completely different band. So, but for Wildflowers then, you know, we're trying these different, uh, okay, we'll, we'll try this and we'll try this. Yeah. And we've been playing as musicians for a long, long time. Yes. Now, when I want well, to say can that we can.
3: Try can, we can. It wasn't so much trying this; it was like, "This is turning me on so bad. I need, I need to play this." And <laughs> so, so, so oh Absolutely. Yeah. So is that, oh, so is that. there wasn't enough hours in the day? No, no. Uh, but
0: I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say that uh, without, uh, without, I don't know, without it coming just across funny. Just be yourself funny, and say it. Doesn't matter. Just we, we've been playing our instruments for such a long time. We, we can, yeah. we can play a lot of genres. We can just play stuff, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah um, anything we would do musically that we would commit ourselves to it's absolutely one hundred percent you know we, we just go right down that road, but I think what we didn't what certainly what I felt we didn't realize that was missing from it there was just this this deeper element until we found it we didn't know it was there right and it was it, was, it actually connected us to the record collection from all those years ago. Now, we were, we're not borrowing wholesale from the record collection, but we wanted to get the feeling that we got from those records from when we were kids yeah. into what we were doing. Yeah. And we had to actually discard genre. Ah, we had genre. to discard... We basically discarded everything and it was the most naked and most vulnerable place because we were we were actually at the point where we we we'd been we we've been musicians all our lives trying trying to break it yeah trying to get through the noise to get the attention of the labels yeah and um we no, just thought no, there was
3: not being musicians
0: well yeah yeah yeah
3: in a way yeah
0: um this is it. This is it. Ken, Ken had two boys when he was 19,
3: 18, 19,
0: 20. 19, 20. yeah. So Ken at this point is about um, uh, 20, 24, yeah. something like that, 23. When Wildflowers was released,
1: is it? No, 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 no. before.
0: Yeah, we're, we're talking like a good four years before oh, Wildflowers. Okay. Maybe three years. Yeah, three, two or three years before it.
3: Actually, so that, that talking
0: '98.
1: Yeah, that adds so, a whole different, you know, context on the situation of trying, trying to yeah go up against the mammoth music industry yeah. and try to be heard. And by being truly being yourself, yeah, is where the breakthrough came.
0: And and you know we've got the we've got family pressures here. there's yeah. people's lives and there's we weren't in the mortgage situation yet, but you know yeah. God, we have to be in a mortgage situation at some point, right? Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> or,
0: you know, uh, so um, if, you know at that at that point, at the age that we were, this felt absolutely, totally, and utterly critical. Right. We were at we were at. We either reveal our true selves,
4: or
3: just give up.
0: Or just give up. Do something else. Yeah, yeah. and. We were doing stuff that we knew. I mean, we, we couldn't get we couldn't get gigs in Belfast because we were of the wrong genre, right? And we didn't sound like Ash. We didn't sound yeah. like um, Joy Division, therapy, uh, not yeah. uh, uh, Joy Rider or yeah. Therapy or yeah. Yeah. those kind of.
3: We love them all, but yeah. yeah, But that's why you couldn't get the gigs. Yeah,
0: in Belfast, yeah uh, time. and we we were a three piece band, but hang on, you're three piece, but you just guys you. <laughs> just just go away. They couldn't even yeah, I mean you couldn't yeah, register just, with a, just yeah, go away. You
3: got harmonies, go away. You know? It's just like what the hell's going on there? Yeah. So we're yeah, we're, yeah. we're
0: completely working off the script. Yeah. We've just dived off and gone, you know, it's just now or never and it's and it's and what what it's gonna be is what it's gonna be. Yeah. The one thing we know is that we're absolutely gonna love it. Mm. And we can absolutely vouch for it all and say yeah. this is it
4: We're balls out of the ne- back yeah. the phrase that's simply loud
0: that, that's it that's it and um, uh, the, stuff that, the stuff that was coming out we absolutely loved yeah and, and we always feel god if we feel this way about it yeah when other people hear it they're going to feel something they're not going to just it, it's not going to not
1: touch them in some way whether they Yeah, have... and that's exactly what happened. So and I can speak on behalf of relish fans <laughs> because this is my feckin' podcast. I can do whatever I want. But that's exactly what happened to me. And I was 20? thousand and one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two thousand and one. I was twenty and I went away for a year in Australia as was the dumb the dumb thing at the time. Yeah. And my, my greatest memory of listening to Wildflowers is getting the tram through Sydney Harbour and oh, I can wow. literally remember looking at the opera house, looking at the the bridge, you know, the Sydney Harbour Bridge yeah. and listening to the song Wildfires. Wow. And the album Wildfires. But particularly every time do, 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 comes on on my Spotify shuffle now, nice. I go immediately to Sydney. And
2: nice. to a very
1: happy place. So That's to wow. talk about for me to be sitting here listening to <coughs> you discussing the lead up to that album being made. And that that feeling you're describing is the, in my opinion, the epitome of wellness. It's that moment that you described earlier, to be very vulnerable, to be very raw, to make a decision that you know is gonna either go <laughs> horribly wrong yeah. Yeah. or be unbelievable. Thankfully, in this case, it was unbelievable. But in terms of this and what we're doing here and sitting here chatting about, it's a wonderful description of that moment.
3: Just to jump on this, right? When, mm. when 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 you imagine the fear we had,
1: yeah.
4: as
3: soon as we made that decision, there was no fear. Ah. That's no. right. There's great learning in yeah, all of this. Great. I'm trying
1: to pick through it so that's I can right. find out what the listenership will get from this. And I think it is if you're going to do any project, make sure it's something that scares you first of all. Make it the decision, takes a lot of the fear away. Yeah. Then you have to figure out how you're gonna navigate yeah. you know, the distance between now yeah. and the yeah. goal being achieved, and most importantly, being yourself as much as possible. That's it. That's right. Because you could have spent the rest of those couple of years worrying about how you're going to break break through this big monster industry, yeah. mm. but that yeah. moment when you decided balls out of the bath, I'm gonna we're going to be truly ourselves, truly
3: vulnerable. Yeah. Did you notice that things just started happening well, in a different well, way? Well, you? you spoke about the journey. Yeah. The the the. A to B point, it actually, it actually, working it out and being logical about it is actually not the way to do it. Once once you decide on that thing that you're going to do, it's like the universe answers you. I know that sounds all hippie, but it it actually, it actually comes about, it actually is absolutely true and I've read it so many times. Yeah. So you can justify your decisions by taking the step and finding out other people help you along. Yeah. And that's what was happening. Well you've lived it. You haven't just read it a
1: few yeah. times. You've lived yeah. it. You yeah. are living it. We're yeah. all living it. Yeah. And we are we are either putting out that intention to achieve this thing, whatever yeah. it is for everybody listening, what it is for me, what it is for you two individually yeah. and as a band, or you're too scared to even make that decision. Yeah. How you get there? And I want to give a shout out to my barber Jeff um Hoey in Tala, we actually had this conversation while he was giving me a Blade Zero today. Jeff, you did a great job, by the I way. Did. I <laughs> <Charlie's> great. <laughs> <laughs> He's making us look decidedly shy oh, like... I feel sharp, but not gonna lie. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Thank you. No, but can you imagine that I had this conversation today with Jeff about setting the goal being yourself as much as possible right. Right. and not worrying at all about how it's going to get there. Take it one baby step at a time. Exactly. So, Jeff, thanks for having that conversation with me today because it's it's given me a beautiful experience of discussing it with
3: these guys. There's there's a great there's a great Chinese quote might be Taoist I don't know that we read recently, uh, and uh, well, I don't know if I read or came across it. Uh, it's it, it's about baby steps and it's about giant steps, and essentially you can't clear a chasm with two two leaps. Right. You only clear a chasm with one leap. And that's really it. You take the leap and you clear the chasm. That's 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 some yeah. that, that really sums us up. And, and and every time we come to a chasm there's a little bit of joy because we know we're gonna clear it. We may yeah. not look good doing it, we may have a, a, a not a very pretty landing, but but you know, by the time but that doesn't matter. That's that's okay. But you get there. Yeah, we get there. The yeah. So
1: I have to ask you the burning question that every relish fan wants to know and now this has turned into a radio interview which I told you <laughs> do. but is there plans for a new album
3: at the moment? There isn't. Okay. But we are going to continue riding. <laughs> uh, I love that. And and when we feel that it's the right time to put our stuff out we won't. Well you'll just look at each other and you'll know. <laughs> we'll definitely. Know. And, and to be honest doing these dates with with no label behind it and uh just we're just living it we just you know we we got up this morning going i can't wait for that gig in carlo nice we've never played in carlo we're meeting yeah. you dan and and it was just such such a smile on our faces oh that's great and uh that excitement with the simple things we didn't feel when it was all happening and it was all right. like going crazy wow. and 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 that was kind of the confusion about it that it wasn't yielding that personal uh, pleasure that we get now you
1: know
3: and (laughs) And we're uh, definitely
1: in car I'm actually going to leave this in in the podcast I was just transfixed with what was just been discussed about and a lady uh, from the hotel just walked in didn't even look at us and said, right, that's where the lads are going to come in. I said, oh, that's Grant, yeah. No acknowledgement, but hey, this is
4: show business. Isn't it a wonderful thing?
1: I've made it, lads. I've got it made. So I just want—I do, I do want you to be able to finish that point. You, you didn't feel it in the humdrum of everything that was going on between Karma Calling and Wildflowers, but to be able to wake up today... On the thirtieth of September, I'd be excited about meeting a bloke from Terre Dure for a wellness yeah. podcast. i doing a gig in yeah. Carlow. How precious is that? It's brilliant, it's yeah, absolutely it really brilliant. Is. And if we could, if we
3: could develop another album with whatever chemistry is happening right now, yeah. and retain that and grow from that experience, we'll absolutely do it. Yeah. We'll absolutely do it. Well, but you're allowed
1: that. callers wellness project just so you know if you do wake up thank you you can call it the wellness project because I'm quite surprised actually that I I feel like you guys actually unknowns to yourselves have been on quite a wellness path recently over the past few years yeah and that's why I love doing these interviews because a lot of time people don't realize or haven't just haven't put words on what they've been doing yeah but I've been so um, I've been so pleased that you actually have really thought about this stuff well, we've and been I'm on a
0: conscious effort to um, um, t- to <laughs> remove the bullshit. What is it? Yeah, uh, you know you, I mean? know you can. Uh, we 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 have an awareness that our future is determined by what we think right now. Oh, God, you're killing me. So Sorry, yeah, man. we we just we we've gotten into this very present zone, yeah, mm. you know. Once I start, I, and I mean, I can feel myself when I move out of my present zone right. and start to kind of. What does it feel like? Do you mind me asking? Uh, it's. Is there anxiety? Or yeah, is there there anxiety? Is. Yeah. yeah, there is. Yeah, uh, There is. there is, and it's happened sometimes in this interview. You know, uh, this think, this is me out of my comfort zone. By the okay. way, anyway. you know, I don't give. Well, I appreciate. I don't it. give interviews that 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 often, and it's really you know. Can can kind of leads leads the ship in terms of that. Well, it means the world. I mean, everyone wants you to talk do, so to Ken. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. You know, this, fine. this is fine. fine. Um, and you know, if I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, well, what's the next thing that Dan's going to say? Maybe I should prepare an answer for, for something. Right. That, that's not that's not being in the moment card, and I have to. Yeah. You know, but I'm conscious of I'm conscious of how. Uh, yeah, um, you've you developed those, an awareness of that yeah.
1: which yeah. in turn reduces anxiety, which in turn everyone's a winner there, particularly yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody around you who you love. Like I'm on this Wellness path myself every day, and it's oscillating. You know, it's I've gone from, and the listeners can't see me, but I'm doing kind of a massive wave move with my hand, That's what it used to be like. So it was either fucking unbelievable life experience, <laughs> like ah, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I just could not contain my excitement, or it was yeah. Coors Light and M Ms yeah. for yeah. three days. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. So yeah. what I have developed, and what you're what you're saying to me there, Carol, is really it's resonating with me because I have developed an awareness through my training and through my course so that it's not oscillating quite as much it's more of a, a shimmer you know I don't mind not getting to those mad highs because they're just mental and they take it
3: out of you too much
1: yeah, but yeah. what I'm really grateful for is that I don't
3: go down to the lows anymore yeah. because of the dynamic that you just described Yeah, yeah, yeah. awareness shimmer is a, a good word yeah that, yeah. that shimmer that shimmer is really doing it right yeah like that Definitely is you know. Definitely yes. But it's been brilliant, please. Thank, su-
0: thank you. Such such a pleasure. Can you can you imagine? I'm I'm sure it'll happen to you at some point. Where you're you're going to be interviewed by someone who says, the wellness project was such an inspiration to me. Wow, well, that, that would be amazing. You know, you're you're doing this because you you feel it in your heart that yeah, you you have to do it. Yeah. And uh,
2: yeah, I'm you know, first, to it.
0: you're compelled to do it. Yeah, we're compelled to be musicians, that's Mm. just uh, either our curse or our blessing, whatever.
1: (laughs) It depends on the day. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and
0: uh, for someone to turn around and say, you've been an inspiration or your music's been an inspiration to to my life, we find absolutely extraordinary. And it really touches us very, very deeply, Dan. Oh, it's, and
1: so this is every this, single day of my life. It does, so I thank you both. This for is, a, this is an you. honor for us, Dave. It's an honor for us. It too. really thank is. You so much. Thank I think, I, and thank you so much for saying that. It, it really means a lot to me. To it's nearly like I'm now in a dream. Light state. <laughs> 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 I Can't wait to tell all my mates about what, what the lads just said there. No, but you know, when, true I, true. when I interviewed Dave Moore from Today FM, the Dermot Dave Show, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, he's a wonderful guy, great musician. But right. has found himself as one of the top G- DJs in Ireland. Yeah. That's one episode that I definitely would recommend that you do listen to. I'll send you a link to it later on. But what he said to me after we stopped recording was, uh, oh, dude, I, I never get to talk about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks a million. And he started saying to me it was a privilege. And of course, I'm like, what? What do you mean? It's a privilege for you. So it's the fact that you guys just said that there as well, it means so much to me and has increased my wellness by about 80% there. So. Oh,
3: fantastic. Can I can I just say something on that point? Yeah, of course. The more successful we got, the less the less we got a chance to speak. Right. And that that left us very uncomfortable. Yeah. Not that we felt that people should, you know, we, we had something to say, but just the fact that that side of us was suddenly being shut down. Yeah. And that was unnerving. So... When we get a chance to really talk like this, it feels like a real privilege. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because yeah, because it, it really almost feels, yeah. almost
0: the more successful we got, it was it it wasn't in our it wasn't in our control, or, uh, how it um, how, how people got it. Yeah, if you understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the way it is, but certainly when a record company or or. Um, PR companies or, or whatever are, are manipulating the story yeah. as it goes along, you know, it's been, these are, these are whatever our, our story, our musical story or whatever our journey's being, it's handed down, to, you know, almost like it becomes like hearsay, yes. you know, yes. and it hits the end point. But and now you have
1: full control and autonomy over. it. Yeah, yeah. but else? a lot and of the nice time we,
0: we felt very mis- misinterpreted, you know. So, uh, or not interpreted. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Because
1: so, although yeah. I came to meet you guys through your medium of being me- of being Relish, um, I'm much more interested in who you guys are as people. Like the Relish music juggernaut, this came into my life and changed my life for the positive, but the whole reason for this podcast as well is to talk to people as individuals. Yeah. And give a platform for people to discuss what it is that makes them happy. And mm-hmm. Because you so, it's so much more than just the music, right? It's yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. but yeah. I can imagine that was very difficult. Nothing, yeah. like feeling like
3: you had a zipper in your mouth. It, 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 yeah, it, it made the business yeah. easier because you know we didn't have to speak. Up but, music but but it, 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 it just our awareness <laughs> of that made life difficult. Our awareness, yeah. you know.
1: And all, it sounds like it created a massive void in your life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that's what any void. That shit needs to be filled. Yeah, sure.
4: Like your stomachs it's at the moment. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like that lady
2: who came
1: in has probably got a waltz in now while I'm doing a really nice outro. And, and slap a few plates of fish on the table. And probably on top of my laptop. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful oh. being Irish? Yeah, cool. Sometimes cool. it's so funny. And a lot of my listenership will be in the UK, over in Canada and America. Yeah. Um, So they probably
4: won't get that
1: joke, but it's so, so feckin' Irish, (laughs) what just happened there.
4: (laughs) You know? I get it. Oh, you guys get it.
1: You lived it with me. (laughs) So yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. Oh, thanks for it made as well. What a banger.
0: Thanks, Dave. Such a tune.
1: Anton Savage is mad into it as well. He's playing it all the time. Dave (laughs) is a massive fan of you. Dave Moore a massive fan of you guys as well. They play it on Dermot Day Show all the time. So I can't wait for new music. I'm happy enough, it's getting me by at the moment, got it mate. but as I said, the privilege for me here is not about the music, it's about the people behind the music, the brothers, talking to you guys about the connection that you made, or that you make when you know something is right, that for me, it's like I'm, you're describing the nucleus of wellness, it's that moment, and after I do podcasts, I feel that as well, I got a high for like three hours, because I'm really pleased with how it went. Wow. Both from the point of view of having set, remember I was saying to you guys about, I set this goal of doing a podcast to know how it's going to happen. Now I'm, 20, I'm 21 episodes in, sitting in the Carlo Hotel with one of my favourite bands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so on yeah. that basis, I really am um, so grateful and, and thankful for you. But, it's, uh, our yeah, and thank it's our privilege. Enjoy That's your gig sure. later. Thank you, Dan. Are you, you stand for it? Yeah, man. Great. <laughs> <What are laughs> There's
0: another new track on the, on the set. Uh, so. Don't be teasing me now.
1: Fantastic. Enjoy. Thanks for having me, and uh, best luck with the gig. Thank you very much. Thank you.
2: (laughs) When I've reached the finish line and I can still catch my breath, I got it made. I got it made. And I can say no to the trouble, but yes to the world. I got it made, I got it made. And I can reach out and touch you, and I can see your beautiful smile. I got it made, I got it made. And I can say I love you, and I don't need it back, hey. I got it made. And we can be free I got it made, I got it made I can still catch my breath. Uh, I got it now.